Here at Winning at Home, we believe that single parents have one of the toughest responsibilities in the world, but we also believe that they will experience some of God's greatest blessings and rewards as they faithfully follow Christ. We invite you to join us now as Dan shares an encouraging message for single parents from the life of Timothy. With the message entitled Single Parents and Other Biblical Heroes, here's Dan. I want to encourage you as a single parent to be faithful, to continue to teach your children about the Lord, and to live for the Lord yourself. That's it. I mean, you don't need to go any further on this CD because that in a nutshell is what I want to say. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for teaching your kids about Christ. Now I want to spend the next bit of time showing you how in the Bible someone did specifically that. And I think it's just going to encourage you and build you up. And you've probably never heard this or thought about this before. Because when I found it and when I saw it in Scripture, I'm serious. I jumped out of my chair and I thought, i got to tell single parents this. This is so cool and it's going to help them so much when they hear it. And so I've come today to do specifically that. Let me first tell you, I, I heard of Zig Ziglar flying on a plane. Many of you may know that name. He's a pretty famous motivational speaker. He said he was flying on a plane. He was sitting across the aisle from this guy, and he saw that the guy's wedding ring was on the wrong finger. And he looked over to the guy and said, Sir, I, I can't help but notice you're wearing your wedding ring on the wrong finger. Why is that? And the guy said, I'm doing that because I married the wrong woman. Now, I, I know that may be a little humorous to you because some of you would say, Dan, I married the wrong guy or I married the wrong girl, and that's why I ended up in such a problem. And I want to say that no matter what the circumstance or situation may be, I believe that even in what you feel like is the wrong situation, Christ can work something right out of it. love what my brother says sometimes when he says, God can write straight using crooked lines, and it's absolutely true. And so, let's look at a little passage of Scripture that I think is going to be so encouraging for you. In 2 Timothy, the Lord allowed Paul to write a little passage that focuses on someone who was a single parent child. Now, I, I can't say that for absolutely sure, but there's no doubt that Timothy's dad was absent. Whether it was a single parent home or he was at home and just clueless, I'm not sure. But he definitely was raised in what I would call a single-parent home. And Paul, who is the mentor of Timothy, he's trying to lead and guide this young man so that when he passes on, these, these truths of the faith will continue to grow and be a godly example. Paul is talking to this child who's now grown into young manhood, and he's affirming him, and he is saying to him, I'm so proud of you. And I'm proud of what you stand for. In fact, if you go back to 2 Timothy, in the very beginning, he speaks of uh, Timothy's mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. He said, I'm so thankful that they have taught you and reminded you of faith and kept you strong in your faith. And he said, I'm persuaded it now lives in you also. And for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God. Paul was saying to Timothy, hey, your grandma... And your mom have been faithful to teach you. He doesn't mention anything about a dad. He doesn't mention anything about a grandpa. He's just talking about, in my mind, this single parent who has sought to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's so pumped to tell him, you're the one I've chosen to be my mentee, if you will. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to train you. I'm going to guide you in how to follow Christ. And he goes on, and in specifically the passage of Scripture I want to focus on with you today 
is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And these are the words that are recorded there. But as for you, and it's Paul again talking to Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. He's talking about mom and grandma right there. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. Man, that little nutshell, that little passage of Scripture contains some great insights for single parents to use in training their children up to follow Christ. And let me tell you what I see in that passage that will be beneficial. First of all, I believe it says there in verse 14, be devoted to teaching the Word of God. Paul says to Timothy, I'm convinced you've been taught this stuff. I'm convinced by watching you that you've got it in your heart and in your mind. Somebody told Timothy about Christ. Now, Timothy's dad obviously wasn't there. Timothy's dad was a Greek, and, and we don't know anything about him. But we do know that he was taught about Christ. And that old Jewish custom, which his mom had, was that the word of God would be in her son. In fact, many Jewish parents claimed that the law was so imprinted on their children's mind that they would sooner forget their own name than the word of the Lord. And I think it's so important for us as parents to continue to make sure we teach our children the word of God. I think we do that at home. I think we do that at church. Wherever we can put it in front of them, we keep it in front of their mind and in front of their life. And so I say to you, mom or dad, whoever's listening here, make sure you teach your children the Word of God. Then secondly, besides being devoted to teaching the Word of God, and this is even bigger to me, be devoted to living the Word of God. Oh, uh, that phrase that says, I have become convinced. as By watching you, Paul says, I've become convinced that you've got this stuff. That means somebody was living it. And so obviously mom lived it, and now her son is living it. That goes back to chapter 1, verse 5, that states, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and then in your mother Eunice, and now I'm persuaded it's living in you. I like that. He's convinced it's in him. I watch sometimes the Guinness Records show with my family. I don't know if you've ever sat down and watched that show. Sometimes, it's frankly, it's pretty bizarre. But other times, there's some cool stuff on it. And I remember one time I was sitting with my family, and there was this guy. He's probably 6'2", weighed over 200 pounds, huge, muscular dude. And there was this small, clear box sitting on the stage. And the guy from Guinness said, Tonight... This gentleman who's 6'2 and weighs 200 plus pounds is going to get into that box. And I remember looking at my boys saying, ain't gonna happen. That dude is huge and that box is very small. And then slowly this guy began to kind of breathe slower. In fact, the guy was describing that he was going through this kind of metamorphosis of his body. He was breathing slower, slowing his heart rate because he knew what he was about to do. And this guy, you know, got his leg in the box and then he, he brought his other leg in the box. He pushed his loins in the box. And then he got himself wrapped into it. He pulled his arm in. It was really kind of freaky. We were laughing watching this guy thinking he's going to kill himself. But finally, sure enough, he was able to get completely in the box. And then an assistant came over and closed the door to the box and locked it. And they left it that way for a few seconds. I think it was almost a minute. He stayed in this box. And I believe it. Listen. I'm convinced he got in that box because 
I saw it. I was watching it with my own two eyes. If you had told me that he was going to do that and I'd never seen it, I'd say not possible. But I was convinced of it because I saw it. That is what Paul is getting at in this passage. He's saying, Mom and dads, listen to me. I'm convinced that if you want your children to follow Christ, you've got to live it in front of them. And when they see it in you, they will believe it's worth living for. And I don't care who you are, if you're willing to live for Christ, you can teach that to your children. That's so huge. That's so awesome because it's not just for this family or that family. It's for all families. Single parent family, that's us. We can do this. We can follow Christ by simply living the word of God in front of our children. I love it. I love it. Then third in this passage, I see something that's pretty important to me. And here's what my point is in this area. Be devoted to integrity within the home. In another version of Scripture, I want to read to you the account the author gives us as it relates to this integrity. He says, but don't let it phase you, recording this Scripture from 2 Timothy. Stick with what you've learned and believed in, sure of the integrity of your teachers. Why, you took in the sacred Scriptures with your mother's milk. In other words, ever since you've been a little baby and you were breastfeeding, you've been hearing the Word of God. I love that because it reminds me so much of when I was a little boy and my mom used to, like, you know, rock me to sleep. I can still hear her singing some of those old hymns. Growing up in South Carolina, we would go to church every week and mom would sing one of those hymns we sang at church. And even as a little kid, I would hear that stuff. I heard it from my infancy. I know what Paul's talking about when he says that to Timothy. And I'd say to you as a parent today, let's make sure our children are still hearing those beautiful hymns of the faith and those beautiful words of Scripture, and let's make sure they're doing it with full integrity in us. In other words, I don't want to quote Scripture to my children that I'm not willing to live myself. I want to be faithful. I want to be sure of my own integrity so I can pass it on to my children. Wow, I'm convinced that integrity is one of the most missing ingredients in our home today. And it's an area, I got to tell you, that I've learned a lot in my own life. I want my kids to say, my dad, who speaks in the microphone, who stands on the stage, the stuff he says there is the same stuff he lives at home. That's not always easy. I recall not long ago, I came home from work. I walked into the house and my wife was working in the kitchen. And I looked up on a little counter there and I saw this box. Well, I collect basketball cards. I have a lot of fun with my boys collecting these cards, Michael Jordan cards or whoever. He's always going to be the famous one to me, but there's others who will come along. And I saw this box up on the top of the dresser, and I said to my wife, Babe, what, what's that box? She said, Oh, we're getting together some supplies. She said, There's been a crisis, you know, across the way, as you see so often in the news. And she said, The kids and I went out shopping and we bought some little things we want to mail uh, over to that particular country. And that's the box we're going to mail them in. I said, Where did you get that box? She said, I got it downstairs in your, in your weight room. I'm like, Babe, what was in that box? She said, Oh, there's a bunch of old cards or something. I don't know. It looked like some Jordan cards. And I, just, I said, Well, what did you do with those cards? She said, I just threw them out on the side there. You can find them downstairs. So I, I was torqued. I started walking downstairs, and the whole way I'm muttering, I can't believe you would take my cards out of that box. I can't, you don't have the right to take my blah, 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 blah. And the kids are watching this whole scene. I'm fried. And I walked downstairs, and I'm still making sure I'm muttering loud enough so that she can hear me. I was like, I can't believe you would take my Jordan box. 
I said, what are you doing, babe? She said, honey, I didn't know it was that important. Didn't know it was important to me. These are, I mean, I'm going on and on, just looking foolish, looking absolutely foolish. And finally, we get through the whole thing, and she said, Dan, if I'd known it was going to bother you that much, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I'm just looking for a box to mail these kids some specific things they need after this crisis has occurred. And after I worked through my frustration, I thought about what I looked like. I mean, I'm the same dad who says to my children, guys, be selfless. Don't focus on what you want. Give to others. I reprimand them a lot in that area because I want them to make sure they aren't focused on their own selfish needs. And here I, here I was focusing on something that was so foolish and not setting an example of integrity, but instead setting a horrible example for my family. I apologized to them. I said, guys, I'm not doing what I ask you to do. I ask you to be selfless, and then I'm selfish. I ask you not to yell, then I'm yelling. I ask you to speak nice to each other, but I'm speaking rude to your mom. And I had to apologize. Let me tell you why. Because I want to be devoted to integrity within the home. Now, I want to address a very specific single-parent issue here. I hear this quite often. I will hear one parent putting down another, maybe through a horrendous divorce or through a difficult situation. You've found yourself in one of those positions where it's pretty easy for you to put down maybe your former spouse. I want to say to you, you've got to have integrity there. Some of the stuff may absolutely be true, but it may not be the best thing for your kid to hear you say. Other times, it's probably easy. You go, but Dan, it's so easy to rip them. I understand that. But I don't think Christ would do that. And it doesn't look like, according to Scripture, that Timothy's mom did that. It looks like Timothy's mom, instead of focusing on what looks like a bad situation, it looks like she focused on the Word of God. It looks like she was a faithful teacher, because that's what Scripture keeps saying about her over and over. She was faithful. She had integrity. She set a good example. She was a hard worker. She taught her children. And it looks like Grandma was the same way. Oh, what a good testimony. And I challenge you as a single parent to be devoted, just as I challenge myself as a parent, to be devoted to being people of integrity in the home. Then it goes on to say in this passage that Timothy's life was to continue to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, that's good stuff. And here's what I want to say to you as a final point. Be devoted to finishing strong. I like that. And I got to tell you, that's something that's pretty tough for me in many ways with my own father, my relationship with him. For many years, it was a disgruntled relationship. And I didn't always get along with him and he didn't always get along with me. And there were times when I would just be so frustrated about that relationship that I didn't want to see him. Or I didn't want to deal with some stuff. And if I was around him, I would find myself coming back home and being in a very difficult mood. Edgy with the children. Edgy with Jane. And I noticed that it's because I was really focused on what I wanted in that relationship. And yep, there are some stuff there that I wish I could fix. There are some things there in the past that I wish I could go back and do over, but I can't. You can surely relate to what I'm saying here. There are things that we all do that we go, man, I wish I could do that over. But it's in history. It's part of the past. It can't be changed. So how do you finish well when you got all that junk in there? I met with a counselor who was helping me with some of that stuff. And he said to me, what are some of the great things your dad did for you? 
And I thought, um, I don't know of any. He said, oh, that's not true. What are they, Dan? I said, oh, I can name a couple of things, and I did. He said, oh, there's so much more. I bet you've never let yourself open up and think about it. He said, why don't you do that? And so I did, and for the next week, I got to tell you something. I said, Lord, give me some of the things I loved about Dad. And, man, he poured my mind full of some memories, some good thoughts that, you know what I had done? I had capped. I had not allowed myself to see those. And I would dare say for many of you, you've capped some things. There are some decent things to remember that you won't let yourself remember because you've just been hurt so much or you don't even want to think about it anymore. And you know what I found out? You know what I found out? As I began to celebrate some of those good thoughts, in fact, I shared them with some of my other family members, some good thoughts with my dad. You know what I discovered? Not only was I allowing my dad to finish well, I was finishing better myself. When I began to encourage Dad, as I did in a birthday card, I remember celebrating some of those good things. When I helped him with that, it built him up so much, and he was like, Thank you, son. I helped him finish well, and when I help him finish well, I finish better. And I want to do that. I want to make sure that I don't focus on all the junk that's part of my past and pass that on to my children instead of some of the beautiful things that I would rather them remember. See, each of us have to evaluate our lives and say, how can we make sure we're devoted to finishing well, finishing strong? And I believe each of us can do it. And I believe as we do those things, we're going to give our children some good stuff to take into their adult lives. But before they even get to their adult lives, they're going to see some good stuff that can celebrate in their life right now. No matter your situation, how difficult it is, I want you to know I believe in you. And I believe you can do it. I believe you can build a godly home. And way beyond whatever I believe in you, Christ believes in you. And God Almighty believes in you. This isn't a surprise to Him. He doesn't look at your family and say, Oh, this catches me a little off guard. No, God looks and says, I knew we'd be here. I knew you'd find yourself in this spot. And I want to help you with that. And I want to remind you from the very scriptures I gave you for this earth. I want to remind you that Timothy grew up in that home and he turned out pretty good. Hey, he got a couple of books in the Bible named after him. It's better than I did. And I'm encouraged today because I believe a lot of single parents are going to have much more wonderful children than they ever dreamed they could have. Because God Almighty believes in our children. And Christ is personally in the lives of those children. And we must continue to pray for that. Just a couple of days ago, I found myself over at a tree farm. I'm looking at buying a couple of trees. And I was just walking through this tree farm, enjoying myself, looking around. And I met a lady there who began to share with me the difficulty of some of her past, the difficulty of a frustrating divorce that she didn't want. And she said, you know what? I'm still going to be faithful to teach my children about the Lord Jesus Christ. She said, it's not easy. And there are days I want to give up. But I'm going to seek to honor the Lord with my kids' lives. I'm telling you, I said to that lady, I'm so proud of that. I said, I, I wish I could take what you have inside of you, which I know comes from the Lord, and put it not only in every single parent, but put it in every parent, period. Because no matter who we are, we've got to continue to submit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and His authority. And through that, we can teach our children how to build godly homes. And I just want to again remind you, here are the things I'm asking you to do. Listen, be devoted 
to teaching your children the Word of God. Be devoted to teaching those kids about Christ. And then be devoted to living Christ in front of those children. That's huge. That example that you set for them, it's monstrous, and they need to follow your example. Then be devoted to integrity within the home. As the scripture said here about Timothy's mom, sure of their integrity. Oh, that's a great thing to have said about you. I'm sure of your integrity. Wouldn't it be great if our kids, when they're like 30, walk up and say, Mom or Dad, I'm sure of the integrity because of the example you set. That's so huge. And then be devoted to finishing strong, to finishing well. I want to just pause here at the very end of this challenge to you and pray for you because I flat out believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to use this message to motivate you into a greater relationship with Him. And my prayer is that God will continue to bless your home, fill it with the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the middle of of what seems like so much frustration sometimes, remind yourself Timothy's mom and grandma were faithful. Father, we pause today to ask you to bless this single-parent home. I know that even in the midst of many trials and tribulations, you can let this home honor you, and you can train the children in this home to grow up to follow you with all their heart, soul, and might. And Lord, today I pray for a mom or a dad who is seeking to follow you difficult situation, has wanted to give up, has many times thought about throwing in the towel and saying, I'm done with it. Lord, today, remind them that through you, they have the strength. My favorite passage, Lord, from Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ. And that's single there, I. doesn't say we can. It says, I can. Today, Lord, help every parent hear that. I can, through Christ, be devoted to teaching and living and be devoted to doing it with integrity. And I can finish these years strong through Christ who gives me strength. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've shared together. Let it be a blessing. Let this message go out anointed so that those whose ears hear it will be pricked. Their hearts will be in tune with you. and They would desire, Lord, to grow deeper in their relationship with you and with their family. We love you. We commit these families to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May each of us know what it's like to one day enter heaven and enjoy it as our internal home. In Christ I pray. Amen.